Hey everybody, welcome to the She's the Owner podcast, a podcast where I share tips on business, relationships, and even personal development. As an entrepreneur of over 20 years and a multiple six-figure company, I have seen firsthand how the masculine and feminine play a role in our happiness at work and at home. So grab a coffee and buckle up. This is the She's the Owner podcast. Hey, hey, as always, if you've gotten value from this episode, please leave a five-star review on iTunes or Spotify. Each month, we do a random draw of reviews and send the lucky winner a gorgeous thank you gift. Enjoy the show. Hey, everybody, this is the She's the Owner podcast. I'm your host, Karen McCarran. So the episode is seeing is called Seeing Things Worse seeing things for what they are not we're not seeing things worse that would be a terrible podcast um seeing things for what they are actually like and not um worse than they are because what the fuck is the point of seeing them worse than they are right so this is going to be a short one just because there's not a lot a whole lot to say around this topic i mean if you're somebody who um like in reality, the, the biggest thing that like, I think people who are happy versus people who are miserable is, is just, excuse me, how they see things, right? Like how they make the decision or the choice on how they're going to view a certain thing there. Are, you know, there are people who are going to see every single freaking thing that's happening around them in the super negative way. Sorry, itchy does. And then there's, there's people who see things in a beautiful way or see things like, how is this happening for me and not to me? Um, there's a lot of things that can be, especially right now, there's a lot of things that can be viewed and, um, seen in a really super negative light. Uh, I'm not on social media outside of posting on my own account. I'm not scrolling. I'm not consuming any, um, you know, I know what's going on, but I'm not consuming it. Let's put it that way. And why, why is that? Because I was starting to look at life as they're worse than thing. Like I'm only, I was only focusing on the bad stuff that was going on. I wasn't focusing on any of the good shit that was happening really at all. And so I started to get into this vibe of like, poor me, everything's happening to me and everything's not happening for me. And what's the point? And And I'm just, you know, sort of going off on this, um, I just started to derail myself truthfully. Right. And so look around at the things like, can we, can we make decisions or can we choose to like feel shitty about life? Absolutely. Is there a lot of bad stuff going on in the world currently? There definitely is. There's an actual, many actual wars happening around the world. Can we focus there? Can we live there? Can we always be thinking, oh my God, stuff is terrible? Yeah, we sure can. But like, what is actually the point of that? Like, what is the actual point of just living in that misery constantly? Should you be aware? 1000%. But like, why, why take it up to that level of I'm only going to consume and I'm only going to be thinking about all the bad? It's insane. Is there, you know, if it, are there situations in your world currently where you can say, you know what, maybe I need to look at this. Like, I'll give you an example. Um, and this was a tough one. Like I'm not, I'm not even going to lie. Like, so if many of you who know me personally know, I, I was pregnant with a, a boy, um, in the, so he would have been, what year are we in now? This is 20, 14, 2015, 2015. 
And I was pregnant. Sorry. Let me just, let me close down the email. That's super frustrating. I don't want you hearing that on the podcast. So I, I was pregnant with a boy in 2015, I guess. Yeah. And my pregnancy, if any of you have been pregnant and, uh, subsequently lost your child, which is what happened to me. I would love to know if any of you knew ahead of time that that was going to happen. I did. I didn't know consciously what was happening, but I definitely had a sense like there was something different. I've got four children, three biological kids. I, you know, I had a good sense of all of those pregnancies right out of the gate. This, the fourth one I knew, like, just weird little things. Like I haven't, um, I didn't buy anything for the baby. Like normally I buy, you know, onesies and cribs and all that shit by three months, I've got the entire place like decked out. You can tell there's a baby coming into the house this time. I didn't at all. Um, and so I had something called the subchorionic hemorrhage and, um, it's basically the really basic way to put it is, um, it was a blood blister between the placenta and the baby and, or sorry, the placenta and my uterine wall. And so sometimes the, the thing can go like this and eventually like this space would be the blood. And eventually it just kind of goes away. And, and in most cases, that's what happens, but mine didn't. And it got bigger and bigger and bigger. Eventually the, um, outcome was that the placenta detached from my uterine, like from my, the wall. And I went into labor at 21 and a half weeks and it was too early by about a half a week. I mean, who knows if he would have survived anyway, but he lived for about 15 minutes and my husband and I, um, got to be there with him when he passed and it you know, it was a really, really tough situation. It was a really, really hard, hard thing to go through. And when you have a situation like that, it's easy. And I did, I blamed every, I said, how could there, you know, how could there be a God? How could he do this to me? How could he do this to us? How could he do this? And I went on and on and on. And I had taken probably a couple of years to really come to why was this a gift? that Finnegan passed when he did. And it was challenging and I, and we did, and I'm not going to get into it. There are personal reasons why it was, was not a bad thing, but the point is, is like, if I could, if I, I could have sat in the misery of it, I could have sat in the Holy shit. This is the worst thing in the world forever. Or I could find what was the gift or what was positive about it. Maybe he had cancer and he was going to have a really miserable, maybe he would have died when he was five years old from some horrible disease. Maybe like there's a million things. And, and when we start to just, and I listen, I was fucking angry. I'm not going to tell you. I wasn't, I was angry for a long time. You know, the reality is, is like, if my husband and I had a little six-year-old running around, we probably wouldn't have ended our marriage when we did. And that needed to happen. Like, Maybe that's, maybe that was the gift in it. You know, I don't know exactly what the gift is. I just know that I found a way to look at it, to put it on a, in a, put a spin on it where I was like, okay, this is, you know, brought our family closer together. I mean, there's a lot of things that it it definitely was a gift to us. And that's the point. Like, are you seeing things worse because you're focusing on what's the worst everywhere around you? 
Or are you giving yourself the allowance to be like, okay, this is bad. Like maybe I lost my job, but now I can go start the business that I really wanted to start. Or maybe, um, you know, I moved out of this place. I got, you know, my roommate left and I had to leave my space and now I get to go. So that could be, oh my God, holy shit. What am I going to fucking do? Oh my God, I'm freaking out. Or, okay, well, this gives me the space now to go find something that I like by myself. Like there's always, if you want to look for what you listen, what's shitty is always available. And what's beautiful is always available. Our job is to figure out when and how to look at those situations and find the beauty in it. Like is every situation beautiful? No, but can you find something in it that benefits you? You've learned something most of the time. That's it. You know, um, my situation with the car, if any of you know me personally, you know, the saga that is my vehicle. I have a 2016 Mercedes GLC 300. I love my car. I'm so proud of it. It was on my vision board for a long time. I got to buy it a couple of years ago. It is the bane of my existence right now. Let me tell you. I mean, it's not, but it felt, it feels like it. So it needs a new engine super un, you know, not something you hear every day on a car that new, um, Mercedes knows that it's an issue. They know it's a design flaw, whatever. It's all good. I need a new engine, $13,000. So, okay. I can look what's available. What's shitty about that situation is fully available. What's good about that situation is also fully available. How do I, how am I able to sit and say, okay, cool. What's good about this? There's a lot of good about it. The, the really, the best part about it is that I'm essentially going to have a brand new car um, because the, the engine that was sourced originally had 14,000 kilometers, which was still really kick-ass. My car has 120,000 kilometers, but then they recently found for a few extra hundred bucks, um, a brand new zero kilometer engine straight from Mercedes, Germany. Cool. So now I have an actual brand new engine in my car that helps for resale. That helps me. I feel safer, blah, blah, blah. So like, if you're, if you're chronically like, Oh, my fucking life sucks. And Oh, this is shit. And Oh, blah, blah. cool. How's that working for you? Like, that's my question. How is that feeling for you? Probably pretty shitty. Right? So it's like every time something goes down, if it's the job, if it's money, if it's whatever, what is the gift? Like, honestly, start looking around for what could possibly be good about this situation. That is the trick to life. If you can master that, the ability to get, you know, you can get upset, you can get freaked out, you can get whatever, whatever, have your few minutes. But if you have the ability to say, okay, right, this is the situation. My car is busted. My, my job is whatever, blah, blah, blah. What's the gift here? Where's the good in this? Where's the, what am I learning from this? Then you've got it fucking figured out. Like that's because no one, we can't control anything that, I mean, I know you guys have heard this a million times, but nobody can control or you can't like no one can control what's happening out there. The only literally the only control we have is how we respond to said situations. So if your response is to go right for the negative, you're going to have a fucking shit life. Like that's just the reality. Now, is this conditioned to, in us to go for what's good? No, it's not. We're conditioned by media. We're conditioned by parents. We're conditioned by friends, other kids' friends. That's when you're younger. You're conditioned to like being, like, oh, woo is me. So now you have to undo the conditioning. The conditioning now needs to become, 
What's the beauty in the situation? What's the, the blah, blah, blah in the situation? But you're literally the only, and if you know me, you know that I use that word very sparingly because my whole family is a family of writers and we all are very picky about that word. It's over. I'm literally dying from blah. No, you're not. No, you're not. Okay. So, but you literally are the only person who has the choice and can make the decision. How am I going to view X, Y, and Z? Am I going to be pissy about it? Am I going to whine about it? Am I going to look at all the garbage about it? Or can I look at the situation and be like, yo, that's a better way to look at it. Choice is up to you. So what's shitty is available and what's beautiful is available and you get to pick and that's it. I hope you have an amazing rest of your day and I will see you on the next episode.